Hello and welcome to Season 1, Episode 3 of the Mainline Area Music Scene. Today's guest is my good old buddy, Mikey Jr., harmonica player and blues man from Philadelphia. I hope you enjoy the show and thanks for tuning in. Howdy, folks. Really excited about the show today. I have one of my oldest musical companions, I think, that I met on the scene when I was in my early 20s, Mikey Jr. Hey, all right, all right. Mikey, how are you, man? Doing great, man. Doing really good. It's good to see you. Yeah, it's good to see you too, man. This is great. Thanks for having me on. Thanks for uh, doing this and asking me to be a part of it. For sure, man. I appreciate it. And I'm excited to have you on. Um, yeah, I just, you know, we was chat about some different things going on with music, music scene. I look at you in the blues scene in Philadelphia as kind of like, you know, somebody who's a central figure at this point in time, you know, because it's, it's not oh. a, it's not it's not a big scene. It's not a big blue scene in Philadelphia, is it? No, not a huge scene, but, uh, you know, it's, 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 it's filled with love and, uh, and good people, man. Everybody, everybody is, uh, you know, really cool. And it's been, it's been a great, great journey hanging out and doing that jam that I do down at the Twisted Tail and meeting a lot of people. It's been great, man. Yeah. So that's the, that's part of what I thought would be cool to talk about. So, you know, we're both musicians, we met at Warm Daddy's when that was a place in Old City. And um, obviously, it's, it's, it was a blues club. And the blues is what brought us together. Yeah, and, man. Totally. Yeah. And, and for me, my journey there kind of started as a lot of you know kids do. I wasn't raised on Muddy Waters or Robert Johnson or Sun House, but I gained exposure through bands like the Almond Brothers and, and, and Jimi Hendrix and, and Led Zeppelin and, and, and other classic rock bands. CCR was an early one for me. Um, I was like, man, some different things happened in my life. And I wanted to dig deeper and really find yeah. out where did this music come from? You know? Um, yeah, and, absolutely. You know, and I, and I don't know exactly. How did, how did you end up getting into like the really early blues stuff? Um, well, uh, you know, I always loved music. My father's a musician. That's why I, I go by Mikey Jr. I've always loved music. I would say my first love for music was Michael Jackson uh, when I was a kid and then uh, it turned into Beastie Boys and then, you know, uh, went into uh, Guns N' Roses' Appetite for Destruction. Then I went a little hip hop for a long time and, and, and was really into rap and hip hop and even gangster rap. Uh, and then I got into Pink Floyd and uh, through that hip hop experience, I would always hear in interludes, for instance, Cypress Hill had an interlude in one of their things and it was a harmonica. And I remember hearing it and being like, wow, what is that? Like, I really want to know what that is back there. I don't know what music that is. I don't really know what I'm hearing. And I felt like ever since I heard that, I was searching for searching for that music. And then I heard... Um, Pink Floyd and I was, you know, reading up on Pink Floyd because they really, they really grasped me. Um, uh, and, and I heard that they got their name from uh, Pretty Pink Anderson and Floyd Dixon, which were blues guys. And I was like, what is, what's this blues? What are, what's blues, you know? And then I heard uh, Buddy Guy and Buddy Guy and Junior Wells. Um, 
and it was just life changing, you know. Um, but before before that, though, I, I started just playing harmonica um, and I got into playing harmonica. I didn't know what what really I was doing. And my dad said, you should, you know, he tried to teach me harmonica and it never really, never really panned out. And then when he, when he heard that I was into it again and I was starting to make some progress on my own with the harmonica, he gave me a BB King tape and a Stevie Ray Vaughan tape and a Sonny Boy Williamson cassette tape. So I had these three cassette tapes, BB King, Stevie Ray Vaughan and Sonny Boy Williamson. And that kind of like shaped and molded me. And then when I found the Hoodoo Man Blues album and got into Junior Wells, that's when I took my harmonica playing to the next level. Um, because uh, I heard these sounds Junior Wells was making in this Buddy Guy Alone in Acoustic album. And I seen uh, him cupping the, cupping the harmonica in a certain way where that he did that wah-wah thing. And that was just a monumental find. It was like figuring something out and just, it just was crazy. So uh, that was my music. That's my musical journey that I'm even still on. I'm into every, I'm into everything. I'm into all kinds of music. I love it all. Um, you know, I, I listen to mostly, um, you know, blues and stuff, but I, I listen to everything. There's this new, uh, well, she's not new out, but you know, like I like that Lana Del Rey. I like, uh, you know, Rage Against the Machine. I like uh, all Wu-Tang Clan and, you know, all kinds of different music. Uh, I love, and what hits me to my soul the most is, is soul and blues. And of course, you know, just deep down, you know, real, 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 real rhythm, rhythm blues, you know, like real just, you know, when Buddy Guy and Junior Wells do that ships out on the ocean when they're going the boom, 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 crack, boom, 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 crack. You know, that just stuff, stuff just hits me to my soul and the way they got those guys play it. It's just uh, something that I, I try to get every time, you know, I, I'm I, always I, trying to, to, to capture that, you know, and yeah, me, you. warm daddies was great, man. The old warm daddies on front market street, man. Mm -hmm. I met my whole band there. I met Jimmy Pritchard there. He's been playing with me since Oh five. I met Matt Daniels there in about Oh six. Mm -hmm. um, you know, uh, you know, Randy Lippincott was, was running the jam then along with like Georgie bonds was coming and running it for a few man. weeks. And then oh, you know, man. Randy and yeah. 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 Great. Those Great were the stuff. days. That was a good club, man. I met some, some, you know, yeah. aside from Randy and George, especially George, man, he was just such a positive beacon of light, you know, and I was like unsure of myself. He was always like, man, you're doing great. You keep coming back and so supportive. Um, but yeah, man, you really touched on some things there because, you know, for me, especially, uh, well, for one, playing at Warm Daddy's exposed me to people that I met that then took the journey even deeper to blues that I was unaware of. Like, I don't know, there yeah. was a, a guy there by the name of Stevie G and me and him really kind of, uh, we clicked from early on and he passed away, but he yeah. really had an, an, an impact. And, and we got together and he had this, this uh, collection of old vintage Martin and, and Gibsons. And he started playing like Mississippi John Hurt and that kind of stuff. Oh, that Dude. stuff is so great, man. Re Reverend Gary Davis. And I was like, man, you know, I, I never heard that. Yeah, them country blues. Yeah. Uh, there, there's a DVD set that I have and it's country blues. And it's from over in the 60s when they were over in... Uh, for the American Folk Blues Festival and all that stuff, that Mississippi John Hurt and that Reverend Gary David, like everybody just so, so it's just a, 
a lost art form, you know, of that finger picking style stuff. And then I found out about a guy named Frank Hovington, who is 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 killer in that whole thing too. Uh, he's like a like a little bit Piedmont stuff like that. But yeah, man, I love all that stuff. I love that stuff. Yeah, that's uh, you know, that I mean, it really kind of blew my mind he handed me the guitar after playing that and then like you know here's a g chord you know what i mean it's like yeah, yeah. Uh, but um but yeah i mean uh it, it's it's pretty cool and uh you know blues music to me it, it just it taps into something very deep if you really connect with the music it's it's almost like a I, I don't know some of the early stuff as primitive as it may sound it's almost like a prayer it's like a to me you yeah. know it can set yeah. your soul at, at ease when you really you need that music to uh, kind of have that that medicinal healing effect oh, healing healing I, I need a release if i don't play music i am not right i am not right if i don't if i don't <clears throat> if i don't play music i'm just not right the pandemic was really hard and it's just, you know, it was really hard on a lot of people that I know that play music, you know, not even financially, but, you know, emotionally. I mean, we need to we need to go play. It's something that you need to do. And just like, you know, people get out of shape working out, you know, I'm so out of shape right now, you know, as far as, uh, you know, musically, because, you know, I just feel like every time I play, I'm kind of beating myself up because I'm like, oh, man, you know, you could do better than that, you know, because I just been off for this extended period of time. Uh, but it's just sort really nice. It's really nice to see everybody getting back to it and uh, seeing faces again and doing the blues jam again. I mean, I'm, I'm like, I think we're like four weeks into the blues jam and it's just been, it's been great, man. Just being able to a hundred percent go and, and play on Sunday, even if, you know, cause gigs yeah. ain't all the way there yet, but you know, being able to go and, and, and work out that musical, uh, you know, that musical muscle is, 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 is huge for me to be able to go do that on Sunday. So yeah, share, yeah, share with them the, 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 the uh, twisted tale. Yeah. That's one. A lot of my friends that may be listening should know about uh, more people should know about it's a, the twisted tale is, is, is a, is a restaurant that has a juke joint upstairs and Mikey hosts a jam, a blues jam. You can come sign up. Uh, there's great players. And not only players, but there's these blues dancers that come out that really kind of heighten the vibe. And they're, they're so yeah. into the music. And, and, and it's like a they come out almost every week, too, right? Yeah, yeah. It's a great scene. I never even knew nothing about it. And uh, the cool thing. So the jams every Sunday from 5 to 9. We're at 509 South 2nd Street in uh, Philadelphia. There's parking out front. It's a beautiful place. It's all ages. So you can bring the kids, uh, uh, you know, and, and, and hang out. There's also a lounge area if the kids, you know, are, uh, you know, because kids music is tough on their ears sometimes. So, you know, there's a lounge area on the side where the music isn't, you know, doesn't hit that room as much where you can hang out. And that's where usually we do little impromptu rehearsals before putting a band up together at the jam. But yeah, I'm proud to say we've been doing this jam on July 28th, uh, which is my, my birthday, coincidentally, is going to be the 10th year in business for the twisted tail on july 28th the, the club actually opened up on my birthday 10 years ago so we're 10 years Whoa. into the jam and we're 10 years at having live music six nights a week at the twisted tail of course we're not back to live music uh uh 
in that capacity yet, but uh, we are doing the jam there on Sundays and uh, it's a great time and it's a great hang. It's very supportive. Everybody's really cool with each other and, 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 and learning and, and pulling up. We put, we put people up with uh, other people that are, that are experienced that we can learn from everybody's, everybody's trying to learn and uh, have fun and, and be kind and courteous and everything. So it's a, it's a really good vibe and I'm, I'm proud of it. And as far as the blues dancers go, I mean, when I started playing at the Twisted Tail, they started coming in. I didn't know nothing about that there was a blues dancing scene. And it's kind of my, uh, my one of my favorite things to do. I mean, I love blues festivals and I love traveling and, and, and going to these blues festivals and playing for a lot of people and all that. But, you know, one of my favorite, absolute favorite things to do is to play at one of these blues dances. They call it a blues dance. Um, uh, they want to hear groovy kind of slow slow blues all night you know different grooves no so it don't sound the same but man it just gives me an opportunity to play what i wanted to play because all in the beginning of my career i would be like all right we're gonna open up the show all right let's open up with a slow blues and the guys in the band would be like we can't do that you can't open up with a slow blues this is crazy you know and so i got you know um i had to get accustomed to playing faster music to accommodate the people and, 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 and the people that wanted to dance to that. So when I, when I'm able to go do one of these blues shows, I am in my element as to what I want to play. And this is what I want to do. I want to play this slow groovy type stuff where people could really feel it. And then they, you know, they move slow and they're dancing and everybody's dressed to the nines and they're all over the country, which is really cool. I've done, um, you know, I've done, I, I've flown out to Minnesota and done one. There's ones in Austin, Texas. I mean, they are all over the country. These blues right. That's like a, it's like a society. Groups. Right, right, right. Yeah, a, and they travel. Right. They go to a lot of shows. There's one in uh in Boston called uh Sweet Molasses Blues, and I played there. That was a great time too, man. And they they really got it going on. Everybody's really nice and uh, you know, everybody's just, uh, you know, the people tip and buy CDs and stuff like that. And, and it's just a great time and they're all great people. So, uh, yeah, the blues scene is cool. And so if you've never heard about blues dancing, uh, you know, you could type it into Google and tip blues dancing in your area and, and you could go to one of these things. And it's cool. A lot of the times they DJ their own music. Like, for instance, after the jam, because my jam's five to nine, all the blues dancers, they go to Spruce Harbor Park at 9 p.m and play music in the park and dance in the park and it's I beautiful if you ever been to spruce. Wow. yeah wow. for people listening if you've never been to spruce harbor park it's a great place and if you could google spruce harbor park and come up with the images they have all these lights up in the trees and it's hammocks cool. and fountains cool. and it's yeah. down by the water so uh -huh. it's really cool. I got the kids, so I'm never able to actually go to the after party blues, you know, <laughs> blues dance at the at the park. You know what I mean? I got to get home. But uh, but yeah, it's a great time. And sometimes I do uh, get over there. Um, but uh, a lot of the times I'm, I'm kind of beat up and need to get home so I can get up in the morning with the kids and all that. Yeah, but it's a great time, I feel man. It really is. It really yeah, is. I, I ended up over at one of their jams at, at the uh, German Society with um, Josh Fialkoff. Is that a, you know, the amazing no, Josh Fialkoff. Oh, He's amazing piano. Yeah. Person. Amazing and, uh, piano player. And Check he took me music. there. We walk in and it was surreal, man. There's people, Otis Spawn playing. And people yeah. are dancing around and having a good time. I never saw anything quite like it. It was pretty cool, man. And they're quite educated people with the blues. I mean, you ain't going to get away with playing any kind of um, uh, footnotes of blues. You know what I mean? You can't <laughs> read the footnotes 
and go in there and play the blues for these kids because they're going to see right through it. They know their blues. They know what they want to hear. They'll uh-huh. ask you for, you know, hey, can you play me Jimmy Reed, you know, and can you do this? And that 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 dance over there at that uh, at that German society place, one of my favorite dances. What a great room. What a beautiful sounding room. Uh-huh. And again, let me let me go back to Joshua Fielkoff. Check his music out. Google him. What a great voice on him, too. And he is one of the dancers and he got me into the scene. You know, it's you you want to be educated, especially when 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 you find something that you like. I, I was very inquisitive about it. I was like, hey, what's the deal? What do they like? You know, like, for instance, like, don't feel bad if they don't clap right away when you get done a number, because what they do is they stop dancing. And then there's that little pause and they stop dancing and it's like, Ooh, did I not do well? And then all of a sudden they'll stop and they'll turn and they'll clap and give the band an applause. But if you're not ready for it, you're like, Oh, weird. And then another <laughs> thing about playing the blues dances is, you know, everybody might not like the partner that they chose. So keep the songs, you know, don't do the long 10 minute song because if you're stuck with a partner that you're not really grooving out to, you know what I mean? It's kind of like, oh, what am I doing? You know, so it's <laughs> like you want to keep the songs rolling. You want to keep the groove sexy. And so it's, it's, a, it's a great place. And that German society place, what a great, what a great room. It is, man. I'll tell you, man, you know, one of the first things I noticed when you you came to Warm Daddies, you know, because that's where we, we first met was, you know, when yeah. you took you took the stage, even at the jam, you came in a suit looking sharp. There's <laughs> Mikey Jr. And it's like, wow, you know, Mikey's here. Yeah. You know, you had that stage presence right from the get go. You know what I mean? And and uh, I, was that something you picked up from from, uh, you know, Junior? And it's, that's part of the that's part of the blues persona, would you say? Yeah, yeah. My dad, you know, always, always was like that. My dad, a funny story about my dad, we would do he would take me on a couple gigs sometimes like we did this campground gig that I was allowed to go to because I was younger. And he would be in the van getting dressed and the, they would come out to Peter Gunn and the band would be playing Peter Gunn and he'd come out of the van and he'd be dressed in a, in a, in a, in a, uh, uh, what is it called? You know, a raincoat, like a suit, a suit raincoat. Like if you had a suit on and you got a raincoat over the suit, he'd have a raincoat on and the suit pants and all that and a, and a hat, you know, like a fedora type secret agent man hat and glasses and he would come out and do the peter gunn thing and just kind of like make his entrance and then from peter gunn they'd go into secret agent man and my dad would sing secret agent man all the while being in this uh raincoat fully buttoned up and then um i always tell the story because it kind of just shows you where i'm coming from as far as what i watched as a kid and my dad dad's influence on my stage presence so he would do that peter gunn secret agent man and then the third song would be the Duke of Earl. And all the while he'd be in this, you know, what's called in, in the song, the Duke of Earl, when he would go, cause I, I, whoa. And he would open up the jacket and he would have nothing on underneath except <laughs> a pair of like ridiculous rubber ducky underwear or something. And then he would, you, you would see that his pants were only up to his thigh like he only had fake pants on up to his thighs you know and you know so he was just crazy like that he did all kinds of stuff he would he would um my dad would would go ride around a tricycle a kid's tricycle in the bar with a long microphone and sing (laughs) and sing leader of the pack you know with the motorcycle song leader of the pack Uh you know he he would do this song called the chicken he would do like the funky chicken or something like that and they would let a live chicken out on stage 
And one time he was playing this biker bar and one of the bikers like ripped the head off the chicken. And unfortunately, oh. one of the mayors was at the show. So it was like a big political thing. Like mayor was at this show and they sacrificed the chicken or something. You know, it was like, you know, and it sucks because my dad was a, uh, you know, is, is a, um, my dad is, is, is a, you know, animal lover. So he sure didn't want anyone hurting the chicken, but some drunk biker decided it would be funny to do whatever, but that was, you know, that's unfortunate. I don't know why I got into that, but, um, it's all good. Hopefully, hopefully somebody cooked that sucker up, man. Didn't let it go to waste. Right. You know, I eat more chicken than any man seen, (laughs) Yeah, but the, 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 you know, and in 05, I, I, I won this competition to go to Memphis and, I went to Memphis and everybody was wearing the suits. And I, so I kind of, I, I haven't dropped the suits entirely, but I've dropped like the, the, the like, I don't know, just for, I don't know. Oh, I, I guess I should, I should keep wearing the suits or whatever. Yeah, but, yeah. You know, I just, I, I still try to dress nice and all, you know, talking about who dresses nice. I got a gig with him tomorrow night in Yonkers. It's like a little private party, uh, but uh, King Solomon Hicks, man, he's wow. really kicking butt oh, right I, now. I, yeah, he's a guy you should awesome. check out if you don't, He's uh he's on Joe I think he's on uh, the Joe Bonamassa record label. I'm not sure uh w- what that record label is called. I'm not sure if Joe owns it. I know it's the one that Joe Bonamassa's on, and he's one of the giants of uh you know blues and rock blues and blues sure. of today and, and stuff like that. So uh he's really coming up. I think he's in his early 20s. Uh, King Solomon Hicks, great guy, um, great person, and um, I got a gig with him tomorrow night. So I'm looking forward to that. That's very cool, man. I know he came out and played our area not long ago. So that, that's very cool. I met, you know how I met, oh my gosh, you know how I met King Solomon Hicks? The dance, the blues dancers hired him for a blues dance. Oh, wow. And, uh, <laughs> and he was wondering about some local musicians and they gave him my number and I sent my, I wasn't gigging that night. I was doing something that night, but I wasn't gigging. And I, so I sent my drummer and bass player to go play with Solomon. And uh, they were like, oh, that guy was great, you know, no. And then, uh, you know, we just started hanging out ever since I met, I was hanging out with him down in Memphis for the Blues Music Awards. And uh, we just been, you know, hit it off. And uh, yeah, he's been getting me on to play some harmonica on some of his shows and stuff like that. So it's, it's really cool. Cool, man. You know, um, because I don't want to spend, me and you, I I think we could go on for for hours if we really wanted to. But we don't we don't want to do that. But there are some things still in my brain that I want to, you know, touch on. And one of one of which is, uh, you know, I'm going to get a little deep on on a, on a couple of these topics, to be honest with you, because, you know, yeah. um, like like we started the conversation as far as me going backwards through some of the music I heard and wanting to hear where it came from. Uh, you know, as a guitar player, for me, it made sense to go to the blues jams. And that was really where I wanted to first get my foundation and get comfortable and and i think a lot of guitar players feel that way and then they feel the need to you know maybe go on and delve into different genres and 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 to each their own i'm not i'm not judging that in any way but i will say you know that they're you know me being playing music like the allman brothers and the grateful dead and steal your peach my tribute band um you know that people now refer to that world as the jam jam band world and it's yeah. a common it's a common story that you hear, you know, that blues is easy or something along those lines that all sounds the same. And I got to tell you, you know, I had a little time where I was away from the jam and then I came back and I heard these two kids, John Hay and the other one is um, Zach. 
And it, yeah, you know, it, it, it always it, it hits it hits home when you hear kids like that play the blues because they play it so well. And there's, yeah. there's, there's a right way to play it. And, and, and that's why I bring them up, because they're both phenomenal players. And it was inspiring, you know, to really hear oh, them play, yeah, man. Those play guys the blues are great, so man. well, man. You know, yeah. Yeah. And, and I'm uh, super proud of those guys. You kind of helped both of them come up a little bit, right? Um, I mean, yeah, they, they would have did just fine. They did just fine without me. I, I did, you know, I've had them in my band and, and, and had them on gigs. And John Hay now plays with, uh, you know, uh, one of the blues giants in my eyes, which is John Namath, N-E-M-E-T-H. Check him out. Definitely Google him. These are all cats you should be checking out if you're a music lover. John Namath um, uh, out of, uh, well, he's from Boise, Idaho, and he lived in, um, lived in in, in uh, Golden Gate Bridge, lived in San Francisco for a while. Um, when I first seen him, he was living in San Francisco. I seen him at the Blues Music Awards with uh, Junior Watson as his guitar player, and he blew me away, and I've been oh, a fan of his great. ever since. And now to have one of my guitar players be in his band, and John Hay was playing with me when he was 16. He got the gig with uh, Namath when he was 19, had his first beer in Russia, on a tour with John Namath. So it's just, you know, it's cool. Man. It's just cool to see, you know, now John's living in Memphis um, and um, he's doing a, a, a bunch of other things. There's a kid who's uh, going to be at the Lucky Well on July 31st named Max Kaplan. And that's M-A-X-C-A-P-L-A-N. He just got a record deal. He just got a brand new record out. And he is living in Memphis actually um, with or near John and they're coming up and they're doing a little tour. And so um, I got them to play at the Lucky Well and I'm going to attend the show and it should be a fun time at the Lucky Well in Ambler, PA. If you guys ain't doing nothing on the 31st, I think it's going to be a six to 10 show. Uh, but um, yeah, I'm playing the Allentown Blues Festival that day and I'm getting scurrying my butt home to uh, do something with my friend Peter V from Peter V and Blues Train who lives here in Yardley in Bucks County where I live. He's got a little gig. He's going to have me play some harmonica on. So I'm doing the Allentown Blues Festival, going to play a little harmonica with my friend Peter V. And then I'm boogieing on down to the uh, Lucky Well to see uh, the Max Kaplan band. But um, yeah, man. And then uh, there's Zach Lees, who's still playing with me uh, to this day. Um, he's, Just such uh, tone, tone Maryland. you know, yeah. tone and phrasing, you know, the phrasing and the tone is, is just so spot on and they're just, you know, really good players, man. But, and I, yeah, yeah. I know Zach's still playing with you. Um, and that just really puts things into perspective because it's uh, you know, it is a, there's a, it's, it's an art. You know, it really is. Yeah, man. It's funny, too, because, you know, they those guys are like sponges. When I was coming up and I was, you know, we, we had it just a little bit harder because we didn't have the Internet as young as those guys had it, you know. So, like, we really had to find VHS tapes and rewind things. It wasn't just a click <laughs> away. Oh, let me today I'll study BB King, Pee Wee Creighton and this this person, you know, like, you know, you had to go buy the tapes, buy the CDs, buy the DVD, you know, buy the DVD or the VHS tape or whatever. So, um, you know, these guys, you know, the reason why kids are are 
becoming so good younger is because they have the internet same as, as the skate kids who skateboard kids who do do totally. parkour it speeds everything up it. It, speeds, yeah, it speeds everything up and you it's can just great. dial in that you can dial that talent. one lick in and keep going back and forth and just you know on youtube and just hit click and just go right yeah but no i mean yeah. you know none of all that aside you know they still had to have the heart and soul to want to do it and they did it and that's and they're good players and um and that's that's that you know people need to people need to come to the twisted tail jam that's it you know oh yeah it's, man it's a, great it's a great place time, to be man. yeah it is um, it really is the last thing i was going to mention to you is 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 also a deep topic but i thought of it again because of our connection in music and the whole blues and jam band world was your deep friend and kind of mentor danny Oh yeah, Danny DeGenera. I can't do an interview without bringing him or my dad up because they were just so monumental. I mean, I was just a kid playing harmonica and trying to put a band together and doing this and doing that. And I met Danny and it was just life changing. You know, I, I just never seen nobody play guitar really like that up close, like really that good. And he and was a deadhead. He, he played with like Bob Weir and stuff, didn't he? Oh, he was in a band. He was in a band called Kingfish, which was Bob Weir's band. It was a subsidiary band of the Grateful Dead. Uh, Matt Kelly played harmonica in it. Bob uh bob weir was one of the guys and danny sang the title track called sundown on the forest from the title track of the album called sundown on the forest and jerry garcia plays on that album so uh danny danny would always um you know say hey man i got this pet it's it's funny because you know just like a father just like a father that you might have lost like i i have my father my, my wife doesn't have her father uh, but you know it's like you know you you kind of take them for granted until they're gone. And, and it's just crazy. And, you know, uh, to my ever loving regret and, 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 and shame, I never really, because I was getting into the blues, uh, I, Danny would always try to get me to go the way of um, let's play some more Grateful Dead covers. Let's play some more of this, that, and that. And I was such a blues, you know, um, aficionado. I didn't want to play anything but blues because also um, I was limited in my ability to play harmonica at the time. But he would always say, Mike, I got this pedigree. I'm on a record with Jerry Garcia, you know, and and I got, you know, we could go, you know, go to these jam band things and these festivals and stuff. And um, and now I would love to do that, you know, uh, uh, but he's not here with us anymore. Uh, you know, tragically, um, he was taken from us in a home invasion. And, you know, uh, and, and and unfortunately, four young kids are also taken from us because those kids are rotting away in jail doing life. Um, you know, three, three uh, anyway. Um, and uh, you know, it sucks because, you know, they're one of them did it on his, you know, 18th birthday. And so to lose Danny and then, you know, to have to go to the trial and just see these kids, parents, just, you made some stupid decision. You had no idea, you know, and just see all the lives that, get lost by violence and and you know even the people who have to deal with the fact that their brother cousin nephew or son did something where he's gonna have to go to jail for life and uh, you know I, I you know it's just it's just terrible you know because you I, god knows what kind of person i was when i was 18 Daddy, years old hey okay okay buddy thank you very much there's our oh, cue okay. oh I got to cut the interview short. I forgot. I have an appointment. I got a doctor's appointment. Maybe we can do this again. Is that cool? Yeah, man. No, it's all good. I'm sorry. I totally forgot. I have a doctor's appointment at 315. I know no worries, Mikey. Thank I'm you always for... getting my six month checkup. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wish I could say the same. Well, have a good one, man. We'll connect soon. All right, brother. 
Yeah, thank you so much for doing this, Mark. Uh, you know, uh, it's a pleasure always uh, hanging hanging with you and Tamar, and I love you guys dearly. And uh, rest in peace, Danny DeGennaro, and uh, keep the blues alive and keep the keep music alive, man. God bless. Thank you, Mark. Love you, brother. All right, much love. All right. All right. Thanks again for tuning in to the Mainline Area Music Scene. Today is Season 1, Episode 3, with my good old buddy Mikey Jr. I really appreciate you joining us, and we uh, I hope you enjoy the content, because we have a lot more to come. Thanks again for tuning in, and we'll see you soon. <laughs>